right, hello. How's everybody doing today? I hope you're doing well. Welcome back. It's been a little while. I hope that you enjoyed the long weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Just want to say, first off, thank you to all of our troops, those who made the ultimate sacrifice. That's why we had this day. What they do is the reason why we are able to enjoy the life that we have. So thank you very much for making the sacrifice. And to all of the current members of the armed forces, military, either veteran or active duty, thank you. Uh, my girlfriend is in the military, and she's awesome. She is way more badass than me. So thank you to all of you. Getting into the podcast, I'm probably only going to be doing about one a week for now. The next month or so until training camp starts, I think things are going to be fairly slow for probably about the next four to six weeks. We've got some OTAs going on here and there. There's probably been a, going to be a couple transactions here and there, but I want to make sure that I actually have something interesting to bring you. And I was starting to feel a little bit stressed out, feeling like I had to get out two podcasts a week. And I would much rather bring something good once a week, especially when this is the slow time of the year. And I'm still kind of getting the hang of this. Uh, I also want to say thank you for listening, of course. I think we've got uh, like a solid 12 subscribers out there. Every time that I post something the last like two or three episodes like oh you got 12 downloads like right away so i'm assuming there's 12 of you actually who are out there listening so high five to you you're awesome i appreciate all 12 of you (laughs) and uh yeah share this if you think that this is entertaining enough to share to a friend or if you think it's not entertaining enough to share to a friend share anyways maybe i'll annoy them and you know you can annoy your friends with my voice All right, so exciting news, Julio Jones update. We expected something to happen after June 2nd because of all the post-June 1st cuts and everything. This week, we thought it would be pretty crazy with all the cuts, some additions. At least that's what we thought. We thought it would be crazy, but honestly, there's no big news. (laughs) Nothing really happened. We, we, there was all this buildup, like June 1, June 2, we're going to be, things were going to happen, there was going to be big cuts and trades and all kinds of craziness, and then nothing happened. So, as far as Julio goes, this is probably going to drag out closer to training camp. It sounds like nobody's really in a rush to do anything. We'll see. I still don't think that we get Julio. It'd be cool, but I think other teams are going to be willing to offer more. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're standing. As soon as something happens, I will let you know. Might even do an emergency pod that night if something happens. So, good stuff. Some updates. Uh, There's basically two things I wanted to go over today. First thing is just the roster moves, just so you know kind of what's happening with the Team 90-man roster and workouts going into training camp, since training camp is in a little over a month. And then the second thing is we had a media day, yesterday june 2nd recording on the third and we got a chance to hear from five uh niners which was pretty cool so we'll just go over some highlights so some roster moves the team signed three people since our last podcast first one a wide receiver named jones nope 
not Julio. That was kind of a, a lame joke going on on Twitter. Wide receiver Andy Jones, former undrafted free agent, and he... I really like football. If you're like me, you also really like football, and you probably know more players than your friends know. And I had never heard of Andy Jones. I was like, wide receiver Andy Jones? Who? Like, I've legitimately never heard of him. Former undrafted free agent. His career, his entire career up till now, I believe he's been in the quote-unquote in the league. Really, he's been kind of off and on teams for a few years. He has, I believe, 80 career yards on like 11 catches. So... Yeah, not really expecting anything from him. <laughs> Chances are he is a camp body. So the Niners are rolling like 12 deep at wide receiver right now. And we really only can trust like two of them. So we got 10 giant question marks. He's not making the team. I don't even think he makes the practice squad. But hey, Andy Jones, we'll see if you're here in training camp. And if you are, we'll root for you. Another guy that we added, uh, this guy has a a little bit more of a chance to make the team, and that is veteran linebacker James Burgess. He has been in the league for about five years now. He's been on 10 teams. Most of his playing time has been spent with the Browns. I believe he spent two seasons with the Browns. He spent, I think, a year with the Jets, and then I believe last year he was with the Green Bay Packers. So nothing special, but hey, we're adding some linebacker depth. It's more competition for that linebacker three spot. I believe now we have about, I think, eight or nine linebackers on the team right now. Obviously, one and two are locked up. Fred Warner, all pro. He's coming up for uh, an extension this year, so he's going to be on the team for hopefully life. Dre Greenlaw had a really good rookie season, not quite as good last year, but he's still definitely starting linebacker two. And there's a big question now is who linebacker three is going to be. Could be James Burris or James Burgess, could be somebody else. We'll see. There's definitely a lot of competition for that linebacker three spot now, which it's always good to have competition. And... The third guy that we added to the team was a tight end, Michael Pruitt. So Michael Pruitt, he is 29 years old, been in the league for, don't remember exactly, I think about six, seven years, his last three years with the, with the Vikings. And he's another guy competing for that tight end three, tight end four number spot. He is not a pass-catching tight end. That's not what you're getting from Michael Pruitt. He is a run-blocking tight end. He's a pretty dang good run blocker. He's solid. I think that PFF gave him a 79 run-blocking grade, which is, I believe it was ranked around like the 10th best in the league last year, over the last couple of years. So he's been a really good run blocker, but I think he only has about three or 400 career receiving yards and like four touchdowns in his entire career he's not going to be a giant pass catching guy but hey they're get they're trying to get a little more competition with that blocking tight end number three 
We also released a couple players. So we said peace out to Dan Helm, tight end. So we got rid of tight end Dan Helm for Michael Pruitt. Dan Helm, he's been on and off the practice squad. We may or may not see him. I feel like he just rotates between the 49ers and the Chargers practice squads. Uh, so, so long, Daniel Helm. And the other guy that we released was quarterback Josh Johnson. He probably wasn't going to make the team either way. He was looking at being QB five and five quarterbacks going into training camp is just too many. Usually teams have three or four going into training camp and they keep two or three on the team during the season. So, so long, Josh Johnson. The nice thing is that now there's a clear battle for quarterback three between Josh Rosen and Nate Sudfeld. No idea who it's going to be, but I think what the Niners are saying is, hey, we got Jimmy G. We can keep him. We want to keep him. We like him. He's our starting quarterback going into the season. We got Trey Lance, number three overall. We believe he's the future. We would like to sit him and let him learn. But whenever he is ready to take over, there will be a QB competition. So we may see Trey Lance this season. I hope so. I hope that we see him when he's ready. And I hope that he can legitimately compete with Jimmy and beat the beat Jimmy out for the job. And then that leaves us with QB three. And the nice thing about having three quarterbacks, number one, if Jimmy gets hurt, you're going to need a backup for Trey Lance. Number two, if we do end up trading Jimmy during the season, which I don't think is likely, but it's possible we have a quarterback. We have a backup behind Trey Lance who, you know, has been with the team throughout OTAs, mini camps, all that kind of stuff. So we have a clear battle now for quarterback three, the future backup to the rookie. <laughs> and the final corresponding move that we did was that Weston Richburg, the center, officially retired. So he is officially retired. That's how that we ended up clearing that final spot. Um Appreciate Weston Richburg. He was awesome. Um, good guy. Solid player. Uh, we signed him for five years. Unfortunately, he was only able to play two. Uh, wish him the best. Uh, the team wished him the best. He released a statement. And, uh, yeah, I wish you the best in your post-NFL career. Also, the one thing that Weston Richburg's retirement does is this adds an additional roughly $1.1 million in cap for this season. And it also clears off around $8 million for next season. I don't remember the exact number, but that does take about $8 million off of the books for next year. So again, the salary cap, they're making it work. And best wishes to Weston Richburg in your retirement. Uh, we're also working out a couple players, so we are working out. This is exciting. I believe that they worked him out yesterday. Tight end Delaney Walker, that's right, former 49er, played with the Niners for like six years. I want to say 06 to 13. They drafted him, I think, 06, and he was with the team throughout 2013. And he had three Pro Bowl seasons after that with the Titans. He hasn't really played that much in the last three years, though. He is now 36 years old. He'll be 37 by the time the season starts. And over the last three years, he's played a total of seven or eight games. Uh, if I remember correctly, he had an ankle, a really bad ankle injury 
one year where he only played like a game or two and then a similar kind of thing a few games into the next season. So he's only played about half of a season in the last three years. He opted out last year. What does he have left in the tank? I don't know. Delaney Walker's awesome as a person. He was an awesome player. I don't know what you're going to get out of a 37-year-old Delaney Walker, though. Uh, And the fact that they did sign tight end Michael Pruitt yesterday, I think that means that that's not going to happen. But we'll find out. It sounds like it's probably come and gone, but either way, it was cool. It would have been awesome to have a Delaney Walker reunion. Another guy that they're working out just found out today they are going to be working out. Uh, You're going to love this. CFL, so that's Canadian Football League, wide receiver slash tight end, Javon Cotty or Kotoy. I don't know. He's a 24-year-old, 6'5", 230-pound receiver slash tight end. So you got another big physical young kid. Uh, all I was able to find out was that in 2019, he played with the British, the BC Lions. So that's BC, which is actually only about 30 minutes away from where I live. I live about 30 minutes south of the Canadian border. So the BC Lions, 2019, 38 catches, 380 yards, and a touchdown with the CFL BC Lions. We'll see. He's probably, again, just a camp body. So... You know, either way, though, it's kind of fun. That's if he even gets signed. Chances are he doesn't. But, hey, maybe he beats out one of the other 12 guys for a spot on the roster. Which brings me to my next little bullet here. Niners are already, like, 12 deep at wide receiver and five or six deep at tight end. So they definitely seem to be looking for some type of, like, gem to come in and be the number four target behind Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo. I just don't think they're happy with their number four spot right now. Uh, From what I've heard, the main guys who have been standing out so far in camp, obviously not counting Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, the two guys who have heard positive reports on more than once, meaning multiple times they've been having good days in camp per the media. Uh, And usually this is Grant Cohn saying who's standing out. So just, you know, it is what it is. Just saying what I'm hearing. Jawan Jennings, last year's seventh-round pick, who ended up being on the practice squad and being injured, not playing. Apparently, he looks really good, like he's a lot more in better shape, a lot quicker. He's been showing up well in camp. And Mohamed Sanu, apparently, has been playing really well. And, you know, Mohamed Sanu, I think he's 31, 32 years old. He's a veteran-wide receiver. He was on the team last year, and they ended up only keeping him around for about three weeks and cutting him. But, hey, who knows? Maybe he ends up uh, earning that spot on the squad. One second. All right, I'm back. Sorry, the cat or kitten was in the background and it was, she was pawing at a, at a kitty snack bag. So I gave her some kitty treats. <laughs> oh, the joys of having a cat. I'm going to get a puppy soon. I'm freaking stoked. Totally off topic, but. Move into a new place, two weeks, and they allow dogs. So we're we're applying to adopt a puppy. I am ah, so pumped. Anyways, back to football. So just finishing up 
added a couple guys, cut a couple guys, working out a couple guys. OTAs are going on right now. And I think right now there's just a whole bunch of question marks behind those top three guys. Kittle's kind of wide receiver one. Ayuk and Debo are awesome. We expect a lot from those three, but we really don't know who that number four target's going to be because that's going to be who's replacing Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne, obviously we know, got signed by the Patriots. Get your money. But we need someone to pick up those, you know, 30, 40 catches a year to kind of supplement and fill in. So anyways, on to the next thing. A few fun little nuggets in here. The Jets are signing former 49ers defensive end Ronnie Blair. Congratulations, Ronnie. Best of luck. Ronnie was awesome when we had him here. It was really unfortunate when he tore his ACL, especially considering he did it on that incredible play when he chased Russell Wilson down and sacked him. Best of luck, Ronnie Blair. He's reuniting with Robert Sala over there with the Jets, and Sala is Ronnie's or Ronnie is Sala's guy. I will always remember Sala saying, if you like winning, you like Ronnie. So best of luck, man. Another little nugget, we'll get into pressers here, but with all the number changes going on, you know, Verrett, he's changing from 22 to 2. Emmanuel Mosley is changing from 41 to 4. Tarch is changing from 29 to 26. Well, today, Jimmy Ward said, hey, I'm changing from 20 to 1. So Jimmy Ward is now number 1, so he can now say he's safety 1. <laughs> So kind of love all these number changes. I got to admit a, a small part of me is like frustrated because it's like, dang it. It's hard enough remembering these numbers. And at least they used to make sense. You know, like defensive backs were all like twenties, thirties, forties, wide receivers were always teens and in like the eighties. And now everybody can just do whatever they want. And it's going to be a little confusing and weird looking, but if you used to college it is what it is either way if guys want to get their number then you know have your number do whatever you want dude i don't care it's it's gonna be a little weird but i'm sure we'll get into it get used to it next thing i want to go over is the press so 49ers a bunch of them met with the media yesterday it was awesome we got a chance to talk with the new defensive coordinator D'Amico ryan's for the first time Kinlaw made an appearance, Verrett made an appearance, v Jimmy Ward, uh, Samson Ibukam. So a bunch of guys met with the media. I would highly encourage you to go watch each of their interviews. Entertaining group of guys. And it's I love watching the, the pressers. Even if they're not the most entertaining things, I just love watching them, meeting the players, hearing them, getting to know their personalities. And it's just fun, you know, I'm, but Hey, what do I know? I'm just some guy who's obsessed with football and talks into a microphone and sends it out into the internet. So the first person that I watched was the new defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans. And with all these, again, I encourage you to go watch each and every one of these. I'm just putting down kind of the little bullets, the nuggets that stood out to me. So this is just what stood out to me that I thought was kind of interesting with all of these little interviews. So number one, defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans. When he was asked what the identity or philosophy or personality of his defense was going to be, he said they were going to be a fast, attacking, aggressive defense. Sounds similar to what Sala would say with his whole all gas, no break. 
But his own kind of spin on it, he said he wanted to be, and multiple times he said, attacking and aggressive. He said they wanted to be smart and physical, fast, attacking, aggressive defense. So that's what you wanted to hear. He also talked about how he wanted people, he wanted the team and the players, they were going to focus on fundamentals and being precise and focusing on the details. And I got to admit, watching D'Amico Ryans, I never really had a chance to hear him speak before because, you know, typically the position coaches, you don't hear very much from them in interviews. He played in the league for 10 years and was a really good linebacker, but I've just never really heard him talk. And after hearing him talk, I love him. He seems like a natural leader. He commands the room. I love just his presence and his confidence and his attentiveness. He seemed very focused and just like a natural leader that's gonna, that earns and demands your respect. He said it's going to be a similar and familiar defense. So it sounds like they're not going to make a whole bunch of changes, but they are going to make a couple changes. They're going to add in some wrinkles with them being uh, a little bit more aggressive and attacking. He wants the D-line, obviously, to be the main focus. You know, the D-line just attacking. And he said that the linebackers and everything is going to clean up behind them. So I do like that we're staying focused on the D-line. But I am interested to hear what he means by attacking and aggressive. So does that mean we're going to blitz more or are we going to switch up what type of coverage is a little bit more? I'm curious. It's going to be fun. He also mentioned that his focus personally is just on preparation and making sure he's prepared as possible and he's preparing his guys as much as possible. So he's going to be himself and he's a fired up, passionate guy. This is going to be fun. You know, we had Robert Sala for a few years just screaming on the sidelines, freaking out and chest bumping guys. And maybe we'll have Sala 2.0. I'm, I'm excited to see what D'Amico Ryans brings. Next guy we'll go over is defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw. Pretty short and s- simple, but Javon Kinlaw has been eating squirrels in the offseason. <laughs> it's pretty funny. He, uh, I think he posted an Instagram to Twitter. Or uh, it was Instagram where he had like a squirrel in his mouth. And he's just like, yeah, man, that's what we do just out there. And yeah, so it is what it is. And he is a freakishly large human. It was kind of funny just in the interview looking at him. I was like, are, are his arms legs? Because he's, he's a giant human being. But yeah, he's on that squirrel diet apparently. <laughs> D'Amico says he looks like he's improved a lot. Uh, especially... And he he thinks that he's going to take a big step forward, especially remember last year, Kinlaw rookie season, they didn't have rookie mini camps. They didn't have OTAs. COVID was happening. So the fact that they're actually getting all this additional coaching this year that they didn't get last year, I think it will make a big difference. And Kinlaw is just focusing on technique. Uh, He said he's trying to be a lot smarter with his eyes and his footwork. So I think it's all a good thing. And I'm excited to see what Kinlaw brings. If that dude can improve his technique, he's already a, a physical monster. You know, they don't make human beings like Kinlaw. So I'm, I'm excited. I, I hope that he has, I hope that that squirrel diet that he's on, I hope that he's chewing up and spitting out quarterbacks this season. <laughs> 
Get it. Jason Verrett met with the media and Verrett is looking really good. He looks stronger, a little bit bulked up this year and in better shape, which makes sense because this is the first season, his last season uh, was the first season that he has been healthy for a full season in years. You know, Jason Verrett had years and years and years of injuries after being a first rounder and all uh, pro bowl corner just like four or five years of injuries, he looks like he's in really good shape. Reports are he looks incredible. I'm excited to see what he's bringing. He said he was done with the injury questions. He said, that's behind me. I'm done with those questions. You love to hear it. Hope that's true. Hope it sticks. He's also said he's built a really, he's built a really good camaraderie with the other defensive backs in the 49ers. You know, a lot of those guys, they're veterans, and he's built that camaraderie. You know, him, Ward, Tart, Quan Williams, they all kind of came out around that same time. They're all kind of that 28, 29 age range, and, you know, they're they're veterans. They're in their prime, and they have a, a really good camaraderie, and they're building that chemistry. And having that chemistry and that camaraderie in the back end, it's going to be great. I think one of the more underrated things that the Niners did this year was basically bring back the entire secondary, even if it's only for one year. The fact that we have all those guys that were there last year, not counting Richard Sherman, but he barely played last year. He only played like half the season. All those guys, you know, they've they've got that chemistry. So I think it's going to be a good unit. Jimmy Ward also had a chance to talk. And Jimmy said that D'Amico is a player's coach. He also said that as veterans, he felt like it's their job to help make the new defensive coordinator's job easier. So you like to hear that. Again, all that communication, that defensive backfield, that chemistry, that's going to make D'Amico Ryan's job a lot easier his first year because they've got a lot of guys there who know how to communicate and they've played together. Uh, he also gave a shout out to Tarvarius Moore. He said he's put on a little bit of weight, but he's still explosive and he's becoming a better communicator. And it was kind of fun. Also, Jimmy went off for a minute saying how much he loved Grant show. <clears throat> now, Jimmy said that he might be used a little bit differently. So it sounds like they might be using Jimmy in a little bit of a different way this season. Typically, the way that they've been using him is primarily as a, a deep safety, which Jimmy Ward is the epitome of a safe safety. You know, he's always so far back and he doesn't make a whole lot of like crazy highlight plays or anything, but he's a really good tackler and he doesn't really let things get behind him. So he's he's a solid, deep, free safety. He's not a playmaker back there, but he doesn't let anything past him. So love it or hate it, he's solid back there. He did say that he's so athletic, that's why they like him as a deep safety, uh, and that he would like to play more of a lot of the times that robber role, but he just said that he's athletic enough, that's why they want to keep him in the backfield, because, again, he doesn't let guys get behind him. Interesting stat that I learned, kind of like looking over something today, Jimmy Ward has more sacks in his career than interceptions. You wouldn't, you wouldn't expect that from a free safety. But yeah, that is that is an interesting statistic. Jimmy Ward, for his career, has three sacks and two interceptions. Crazy stuff. Jimmy Ward, he got a lot of hate, and he had so many injuries the first like 
four, five, six years of his career. But the last couple of years, he's been awesome. I remember like two, three years ago, he broke his hand and it was like, ah, geez, here it goes again. It was a hand and a collarbone and some other bone. And, you know, this bone's connected to that broken bone and he needs to drink more milk and all that kind of stuff. But last couple, last like two seasons, three seasons, Jimmy Ward has been playing awesome. And he might be used a little bit differently, but he seems really comfortable now just as a veteran leader on the team. And he really is the veteran now. He is, I believe he's the longest tenured player on the team right now. He's been with the Niners for the longest, which he is now the veteran. He had a great quote. I might butcher it a little bit, but Jimmy Ward, and I think this kind of sums it up. He said, if I got to be an asshole, I'll be the asshole. If I got to be the big brother, I'll be the big brother. If I got to be a coach, I'll be a coach. But ultimately, I have to lead by example on the field or it doesn't matter. And I think that Jimmy Ward just, he's got things down. Again, whether or not he's a huge playmaker, he is a veteran, a leader, and he's embracing it. And he seems pretty comfortable doing it. So everything you want to hear from, you know, your veteran safety and a leader on defense. And the final guy that we'll talk about who met with the media was new pass rushing defensive end, Samson Ibukam. A couple of things that it stood out. He really likes the defensive line coach, Chris Kosarek. And he said that one of the things that's different here versus his first four seasons with the Rams, he said with the Rams, he was supposed to read and react where here he's just supposed to attack. So Samson Ibukam, he's always kind of been like a four sack a season the last couple seasons. I think it was four and a half and four and a half the past two years. And the Rams, they typically kind of play more of that like three, four, and he kind of played that three, four outside linebacker. He's usually pass rushing, but sometimes he drops into coverage. And he was a, phys- a physical freak athlete coming out of college running like a four five at 250. So I think that he could legitimately be kind of a D Ford type player. He's not D Ford. Uh, he's a lot healthier than D Ford, but he's not nearly as talented. Let's just keep it real. But I think that the fact that him not having to like sit there and make reads on guys and him working with the technicians of Nick Bosa, Chris Kosarek. I think that just him focusing on his technique and getting off the ball as soon as possible and not necessarily focusing on what am I doing on this play and having to read the play post-snap, I think that could mean that he has kind of a breakout season. Ultimately, we'll see, but I, I think that the change in the way that he's used could be a very good thing for him as a player. And it adds some good defensive, uh, some edge rushing depth on the team as well. He also said Fred Warner looks awesome, which we all know, but he thinks Fred Warner's given having an all pro year and yeah. Yeah. Fred Warner should have an all pro year. He was an all pro last year and he's going into his contract year. So let's go all pro Fred. Do it two times, two time, all pro Fred, get a fat extension 49er for life. All pro Fred Warner. Let's do it. He also said that he's had a chance to talk with D Ford a couple times, 
said about three times or so. And he said D Ford is a veteran voice in the room. And he has given him tips on, and I quote, how to get off the rock faster. So I like that he said off the rock because that, that's totally like football player slang. I love it. But, you know, how to be explosive, get that initial first step off the edge. And he has a similar, again, similar physical profile to D Ford. Not nearly as skilled of, as a pass rusher, but similar physical profile. So if he's getting tips from D Ford and he can learn some techniques, he could be a solid guy. That guy opposite of Bosa or that rotational edge piece. And when he was asked about mobile quarterbacks, something interesting that I thought that he said was that they were asked if there was, he was asked if there was a way that that you could corral mobile quarterbacks. And he said, you can't really corral mobile quarterbacks. That's what they do. You got to wear them out. So it sounds like they're going to wear out some mobile quarterbacks. And I like that because I think ultimately that's that's what you have to do because mobile quarterbacks, you know, if you let them run around too much, they're going to make those crazy plays. But Ibukam, he is a high motor player who is really athletic. And even if he's not winning on his pass rush moves, he is a high motor nonstop guy who runs a mid four five. And if you just have him chasing down and hitting Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson every play, if they're running around, but you still have a guy running full speed at you and hitting you constantly, that's going to make, that's going to make it difficult. You got to make life difficult on these quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. I don't care who you are. If you're a quarterback, you don't play well when you're getting hit by, you know, a defensive lineman. No, no quarterback is better when they're getting hit by a defensive lineman. So it sounds like they're just going to wear them out, which sounds good to me. So I think we're going to call it a day. It's beautiful outside in the Pacific Northwest. It's currently about 78 degrees with a clear sky. I'm going to go on a run next time. We're going to try and provide some OTA reports, maybe some reactions, some overreactions, which, you know, that's all what 49ers Twitter is all about. Maybe there'll be some more roster moves. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll cut a guy. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll sign a guy. Maybe we'll trade for a guy. This week has been a lot duller than we expected from a roster movement point of view across the entire league not just the Niners like hey we cut a tight end and we added a tight end and we cut our fifth quarterback and we added a a 12th wide receiver so maybe things get more interesting here by the time we put out our next podcast don't know when that'll be like I said I'm probably gonna go back to one a week so maybe it'll be Sunday Monday maybe Tuesday I don't want to commit to anything. I just want to make sure that it's fun so that when I do pop up in your subscription box, you actually want to listen. And another thing we'll do, this is because the off season, which is the, this slow time of the year, everyone likes to put out their rankings. You know, what's, what's this position ranking? What's that position ranking? Where's this team ranked? Where's that guy ranked? couple couple places have been putting out some quarterback rankings, including Chris Sims and PFF. So we'll see where they have Jimmy G and Trey Lance ranked versus the league. Let's see what some people think about the 49ers quarterbacks. So that's what we're going to have up next time. I appreciate listening. I hope you have an awesome day. 
summer's here. There's practices going on. Football things are happening. It might be a little slow, but it never stops. Have a great day. Catch you next time.